0: Hello, I am Fiona nicgorm At any rate, I have been for many years and will always remain Lord Michael the Ram's student and I happened to be present at the very first time that he did a performance. It was on the occasion of the Yule Court at uh, the Barony of Forgotten Sea I remember that the Baroness, for some reason or other, I'm afraid I wasn't very much into politics, could not attend that evening. So Michael, on the fly, came up with a story about how he went in search of the missing Baroness, and how he fell in with rather seedy-looking fairy people, and how it eventually he was forced to fight a troll under a bridge, you find him, in certain parts of Kansas City, and struck it forth with his staff so hard that if you were to touch the staff then you could still feel it vibrate. It was a mighty blow. Years and years later, after he adopted me as a member of his household, which only people who are speculative, imaginary, or completely fictional can join, (laughs) therefore I was perfect, um, he admitted that the reason his staff was shaking was because it was the first time he'd ever performed for the SCA as Michael the Ram. And the staff was shaking because he was using it to hide the fact that his hands were shaking, and indeed most of him was. But I didn't know about that because the next time I actually personally met him was at the beginning of one of my first Spartac circles at the home of Cormac McCool. May he forever be happy in braggy's Hall, where he is, with Michael, thank goodness. Another occasion that I had a wonderful time involving Michael was when he was teaching us at Lily's The Art of Firewalking. It was my second Lily's and I realized that there was a certain amount of competition going on between him and a certain lady bard who came from Anstiora. The Ansturians were always threatening to accidentally knock him over the head and put him in their trunk at the end of every lily's, which made their local bird a little unhappy because she kept thinking so i'm chopped liver we had no idea that there was going to be a duel that evening we happened to walk over to the anstioran encampment because michael said that he was always welcome there and as his apprentice i should learn them and be welcome also. Apparently I wasn't the sort of person that told what the Ansiorens considered uh, frou-frou la-di-da minstrel stories and everything which made them want to go out and bring out sharp implements and everything and if you took more than three minutes to tell said story they could throw it to you. I however told far different stories so I was okay there. At any rate I remember we walked in they were barbecuing chicken Smell lovely. That's one of the reasons you go firewalking, you know. You don't actually ask for food. You just look suggestively at the bottom of your empty cup and put it out. Or you kind of say, hey, that smells really good. And next thing you know, you get a plate because they recognize the niceties. Bards must be fed and watered after they've told a story. Well, I knew something was serious. When we walked into the encampment, the Unsterians, as usual, had set up something lovely. They had a little tent courtyard. Uh, There was a courtyard in the middle. There was the gas torches, which they're famous for, around the four corners of the encampment. And there was their bard sitting on her throne. Well, chair, sort of, but it looked like a throne. And Michael stopped, staff in hand, and they met, their eyes met, and Michael went, He shook his hand the same way a gunslinger shakes his hand before he goes to chest to see if it's loose in its holster. And they walked forward and they set a chair for him opposite her. And they sat and it was the duel of the storytellers. First she told a story about Odin, which of course he counted with a story about Loki. And she granted that that was a very good story, but she had a really other good story about Thor. And, of course, Michael told another story about Loki. (laughs) And then she told another story about Thor, and then he told another story about Loki, which made Thor look very embarrassing. I will not say too much, but it involved a squirrel and a pine cone that was used to plug a part of Thor that he really didn't want to have plugged. And Loki persuaded him that he was the first pregnant man in all of Asgardian history. (laughs) It's an interesting story and I may not repeat it here and that is all I can say about it forever. (laughs) At any rate, once everyone in the Ansturian encampment picked themselves up at the conclusion of the story, which ended with the pine cone bursting free from pressure, shall we say, and an unfortunate squirrel that was in the area where the pressure vented itself, and Thor picking up this poor, besmattered squirrel and saying, you're ugly, you're small, you're hairy, but you're mine. rolling around for a while and everything, there was much laughter, and once the Unsterian bar picked her up, she said, OK, you win. And that is the story of the bardic duel that Michael the Ram did. My, long may he be in braggy's Hall.